0: episode five, five. <laughs> of the See You Next Tuesday podcast, and I am Jessica. I'm Amanda. And welcome to our podcast, where we discuss family members and the crimes that they commit against their other family members. Or against people. Yeah. And right. I mean, right now we're in a series of moms. Yes. So this mother, this person could be literally anything. It could be a person who, you know, either hurt their children or, you know, you name it, that kind of thing. Um, let's hope none of those things are existing, but unfortunately, they do exist in the world, and here's where we are. Yeah.
1: And we're here to talk about it and yeah. tell you about it, and um, we're going to broach this subject since most
0: other podcasts don't. Yeah, and we're going to go into people that you may know or you may not know. So, I think I have the unlucky... You drew the short stick this week. I did. I have to talk about the murderer, the as we like to say, who has done horrible things to people. You get the cunt
1: mom, um, which, I mean, I don't know if that's the short stick because it's the See You Next Tuesday podcast. That's true. But also, like, she, they're not a good person.
0: No, and it's hard to talk about. It is. Especially this one, just like some of the things are just insane. So, um, and you get the star mom. I do. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so I will start, and uh, I didn't really bury the lead there, but um, I'm going to do Diane Downs. Tell me about her. <laughs> do you know anything about Diane Downs beforehand? Like, legit. <laughs> I feel
1: like I'm failing as a true crime
0: aficionado because I don't. Okay, thank you for saying that. I feel like such, I felt the same way because I was like, how do i not know about this person like I, I like her name has come up in passing about murderers like it's come up yeah but i'm like okay well, sure whatever and you like in the true crime community you know how you do the thing where you just like pretend like you know <laughs> i mean i've known about all
1: the other ones we've talked about okay well then all it's just me
0: that pretends like i know
1: sometimes <laughs> but this this one i don't know and i feel like
0: loser okay okay well let me just I'll just get into it because it's a little batshit. This whole thing is actually kind of batshit crazy. So, are you gonna give me shithole warnings? I am gonna give you shithole warnings, but not because it's like the horribleness of like the last episode of the abuse or anything like that. It's more like you'll 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 know because I kind of forgot shithole warnings along the way last time. <laughs> no, I think I actually think you did a good job because, like, and I'm glad you didn't go into details because. Yeah, it was intense. Episode four, you'll have to listen to it if you haven't already. So, um, I just want to like name my sources real quick. I, ABC went all in, all in on all my information for her. Um, literally, there was like this um, four or five part YouTube you know, episode called the sins of my mother. Um, you always get the ones that have YouTube episodes. dude. It's so good. Like what I do is I like type in the name plus documentary and what comes up normally, if there's not like a Hulu or Netflix type situation happening is YouTube. I need to do that. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. Definitely yeah. try it out. It's, I need to we'll try it. that next time. Yeah, for sure. Um, But they also had, like, an entire news article from 2019 that I referenced. Obviously, the the fabulous Murderpedia, incredible. Um, And then Medical News Today, which I'll get to explain a little bit more about that. But come with me on this journey. Ready? I am ready because
1: I, this time, it took me until episode five.
0: (laughs) I don't know what to expect. Okay, awesome. And everybody, grab a glass of wine or your preferred drink. It, water, tea, soda, whatever. Tequila, tequila straight up, um, and have a say. The vodkas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could have an Eileen Warnos. And I yes, check our Instagram feed for some awesome, like cereal <laughs> killer themed drinks that you can make for yourself. So I've tried them out; they're good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, it we're sea uh, tested and and podcast approved. Um, so. Come with me to Springfield, Oregon, mm-hmm. 1983. I'm there. 10 p.m. I'm there with the trees. Just get ready. Hungry Like the Wolf is playing by Duran Duran. Oh, I love Hungry Like the Wolf. Do you like that song? Who doesn't? I don't like that song that they did. I like Duran Duran. I love, you know me, I'm an 80s, like, ah, oh, let's go, baby. Like, if there's an 80s night, I'm there. But Here's the difference. I just think it just, it just grates
1: on me. I actually was there during the 80s. <laughs> I was there for four years
0: of it. That's the problem. I was made in the '80s. That's all that counts. I'm just gonna, hey, made in the '80s. So anyway, that's the problem. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> One of the problems. Okay. How are you like the wolf. I like it. You hate it. Why
0: are we friends? Let's go. Okay. Don't worry. We'll fight on other things too okay. down the road. Okay. Um. So Diane Downs, 27 years old at the time, is driving around her three children. Okay. Okay. So she's got three. We got a seven-year-old Cheryl, eight-year-old Christie, and three-year-old Danny. Those are 80s names if I've ever heard them. Right? I mean, it would have been like Jennifer or Tiffany. Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Jessica was a big one. Um, so, again, for some reason, I just realized this when doing this research. I'm doing these mothers that do this whole thing where they, like, go and take their kids to sightsee at night in the 80s. Did you? Did your mom do that to you? I, I don't know if this is like a repressed memory that's happening. Do we need to call your mom? No, we don't need to call my mother. That's the last thing. So part of the other reason why we started this podcast is we both have mother issues. Like hot mess. Hot mess. You know your mom loves me. I don't know what my mom loves. That's the issue. You know, them. I kept her under control during wedding dress. Oh, show me. that's true. That's valid. Thank Jesus. That's right. You were like, yeah, let's just hang out and chill. Thank you for that. Anyway. She loves me. So she's doing the thing where, you know, she's driving the kids around the backwoods. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had too much wine. <laughs> I love it. Um, she's driving her kids around the backwoods at night in Oregon. And. Lo and behold, a man with bushy hair stops her, carjacks her. This is the second one in a row you've done with the carjacking. I car don't know how this keeps happening. I don't know if it was like a thing where like they just saw it and they were like, you know what? That's a really good idea. Because Susan Smith was in the 90s though, right? So maybe she got this from her.
1: Did she rip off Diane Daniels? Fucking. Okay. Because remember, probably. Tor- Tina Cornelius said she hurt her children in the... Jail cell? Yeah. But I have heard that Susan Smith says she hears her children on Christmas Eve in her jail cell.
0: I honestly I would not put it past that girl. Like at all. That seems like such so a Susan Smith thing to do. Why are mother killers ripping off other mother <laughs> killers? Know. There's no originality. That's that's the point of this, but anyway. Anywho, anywho, let's no. move on. Anyway, we're gonna go with the story that's happening that's totally the truth, by the way. This is what actually happened. So just go I'm with. Sorry, this
1: here. I, I was connecting the dots. If you listen to all of our episodes,
0: you get it. <laughs> <laughs> so she pleads with the car doctor. Leave leave her and her children alone. And she doesn't and he doesn't listen and he shoots all of them. Okay, so he shoots the kids and he shoots Diane. Um so, she, she... What? Yeah. So, tried to carjacker shoots the kids and her. Okay. Because she wouldn't give him the car, I, I guess. And so, okay. Diane rushed and drove the children herself to Mackenzie Willamette Hospital. Blood spatter all over inside the car. What um, happened
1: to the carjacker?
0: She left his ass there in the backwoods road. Because that's... Because she was trying to get away after the shooting and stuff and okay. things don't use don't use reason don't use your brain right now just just switch it switch it off and just go with me on this journey okay so what you're saying is go back to wine brain <laughs> yes yes exactly okay. there yes I'm Um. on arrival at the hospital Cheryl was already dead that's the seven year old girl we're there already yeah okay I'm sorry shit hole shit hole sorry whoops My bad, but for real, like this poor little girl, yeah, so anyway, she gets there, the poor little girl's dead, and Diane has been shot in her left forearm, okay, so left forearm, right, if you're right-handed, I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Is Cheryl
1: right-handed or left-handed?
0: I don't know. I mean, Diane. I mean, that would have been awesome if Cheryl had been able to shoot her mom because nice, Cheryl. I'm sorry, I meant Diane. No, um, I don't know. But I'm just saying it's okay. interesting.
1: Okay, yes, I've that she only she- gets
0: a four. Uh-huh. Especially because, like, think about this. Like, right? So she's the
1: driver, and they want the car. Right? So she yes. gets
0: shot in her left arm, uh-huh. uh-huh. and then the kids in the back seats. Boom, boom, boom.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. And God knows those kids were not buckled uh-huh. in because it was the 80s. Not because necessarily she was a good or a bad. Did mom. we have car seats in the 80s? Fuck no. Are you sure? I didn't. I remember fucking bouncing around like I didn't get shit. I used to sit on the hump in the back and get in trouble. Like, that not sit on the hump or whatever. Like, no. We used to be able to like lay on the floorboards and fucking never wear a seatbelt in the back. Absolutely not. No, and like this whole thing about kids like three or four or five years old still have like little booster seats and stuff. Oh yeah, we definitely did not have Absolutely that. Absolutely not. We clearly are super well-adjusted <laughs> and have no problems Do you remember, like,
1: do you remember um, people that had the station wagons and <sighs> riding in the way back? Oh, yeah, the way, like,
0: where you actually store yeah, shit, yeah, and yeah. then, like, in the... Yeah, you're like, yeah. I get the way back. Yep, yep. Dude, I remember riding around with my godmother, and she was just, like, smoking cigarettes out the front window. Like, the window was down, of course, but, like, the back window was down, too, so she's flicking ash, and... It's like looping around. Oh yeah, for in sure. My window. Or you know what we used to be able to do too? Ride right in the bed of the truck. Oh yeah. Oh, that was the oh, best. That was the fucking best. Absolutely. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Kids nowadays, they just don't even know. We just did that. We just did that. That whole kids nowadays thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, anyway.
1: Mm, let's <laughs> move on to Diane. These days. Diane Downs, she was shot in the forearm.
0: Yeah, so. Anyway, rushes into the hospital. The kids are put into um, intensive care, obviously. She's, like, being sewn up and taken a look at. Um, the surgeon on staff at the time, uh, Dr. Stephen um, Will Hite. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name, sir. You do we, do we like him? We do like this person. Okay, okay, okay. This person is a true hero. Think about it, though. Okay, so let me just give you a little interesting information about Springfield, Oregon. It's a smaller town outside a larger town in Oregon, okay? So, it's not like they necessarily have... It's like kind of a country doctor.
1: Okay. So like, one of those small
0: towns outside of, like, Houston. Yeah. Okay. Or, like, you know, absolutely. So, it's not like necessarily that people come in with gunshot wounds all the time. It's it's just not a normal thing. So, he's, like... He, he gets a call at home. It's 10 o'clock at night, plus, probably 11 midnight now. And he's, like, on an ABC article... Or, documentary um he was basically like i had no idea i was walking into he's like i was just praying like basically god give me the the abilities to help these kids because i mean holy shit like three kids were shot yeah and this mother like that's the first thing that's running through his head so he's already in good human mode doing a job i mean anyway thank you so much sir he's still alive by the way oh awesome awesome that i know yes so um he basically was able to work quickly and revive Christy, the eight-year-old girl. And he said Christy's blood pressure was so low that she suffered a stroke again. Shit, pothole, shit, pothole. Oh, my God. You and had to say it before. Oh, shit. So it's not like I can say, like, true crime, hashtag, hashtag has to go before you. Okay. So another shit, pothole, her brother Danny, um, who was three at the time, um, was unfortunately permanently paralyzed from the waist down forever and um however both christy and danny did survive so that's that's the there is a little bow at that thank god on that so we're at the hospital right but how did we get here is more of the story like so how the hell are we getting from i'm wandering around the backwoods with my kids in the car to the hospital let's talk about miss diane downs she was born elizabeth diane frederickson in phoenix arizona to Weston, Will Delene. I think it's Willa Dean. Oh, no, it's Willa Dean. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I love a good, like, southern ass name. I know that's not like South at all, but Willa Dean, she belongs in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. No, but I
1: mean, the like, like, this
0: is definitely how you say it, right? W I L L A D E N E. Willa Denny. Let me, let me see. What do you think? Willard. Willardine. Willadine. Yeah. We're going to go with it. Whatever. Yeah. We Point know it is. Miss Willardine Frederickson was, um, she was Miss Diane Downs, excuse me, was born on August 7th, 1955, and she has alleged that her father molested her when she was a child. We're going to fast forward a little bit of time because that was an allegation. There was no necessarily proof and or, like, repercussions that I could find for that. So, again... We always believe, always believe victims 100%. In this case, it appears that it was just a thing that she said, unfortunately. So um, on November 13th, 1973, she married her high school sweetheart, Steve Downs. And I'm just going to make a little side note. Uh, Oh, my God. Steve Downs. (laughs) Hotty. Is he? He's a cutie. Now, did they get married... After high school or during high school? Okay, so 55 to 73. Where's that math? What is, what is that math? <laughs> Help me with math. Use your calculator. <laughs> so wait, that 20 would be, so yeah, literally, eight, she was 18. Okay. Yeah, so okay. it was high school sweetheart. Boom, we get okay. married. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 100%. So they have, uh, they have three kids. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. They divorced in 1980, about a year after the birth of, uh, Danny, his real name is Stephen Danny Downs, um, real name, full name, geez. Um, so they divorced in 80 and then she started seeing a guy named Robert Knickerbocker, which phenomenal name again, not a bad guy from what I could tell, seemed like a pretty normal dude, but it it appeared that the relationship wasn't necessarily, like, a two-way street. It was more like, holy crap, this lady is, like, stalking me.
1: I mean, I kind of am seeing where this is going, but yeah. go ahead.
0: Yeah, so... Continue
1: on. I'm not going to
0: speculate. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Let's just say it's interesting. Okay? So she's keeping the name down because, you know, you don't have to change it or keep it or lose it or do whatever you want, right? Well, a lot of people, when they have kids...
1: They keep it so
0: their kids have the same
1: last name. It makes Hmm. it easier. Like Like, really? Yes. Like uh, at school, the teachers will call and they'll say it. It makes more sense for them. They'll just assume, you know.
0: I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Learned something new. I mean, I could be wrong. (laughs) No, but that does make sense. Like, hey, the Downs family, and then when you call Downs, it's like all the kids and mom and the dad. Right, yeah, come you know, to the front or something. You know, or
1: you know, when you get divorced, instead of changing your last name back to your maiden name, you keep your married name that way. Your kids
0: have the same you have the same last name as Your, as kids. your kids, okay, that makes sense. Okay, got it. Um, okay, so Diane was employed by the USPS Holla! we support our USPS 100 percent Um She was assigned to mail routes in the city of Cottage Grove, Oregon, near Springfield. So this is, like, now we're getting to where she's living in Oregon, right, with her, um, well, her estranged husband. Her ex-husband's there, too, but she's, like, kind of, like, trying to see this guy Knickerbocker on the side. She called him Nick for short, K-N-I-C-K, because why not? I know. It's whatever. 80s. Yes, it's the 80s. Um, And she's a post office worker, okay? So now we're going back to the night of. Okay. okay, now we're back with the night. Police are trying to obviously figure out what the hell happened and what happened, you know, what's going on. Right. Claiming this, like, brushy haired stranger came up and carjacked her in the middle of nowhere. Small town, they're like, holy crap, there's a crazy person on the loose. Things like this don't happen in small towns. Exactly. So, what do they do? Full, full core press, whole, like, hey, we're getting out there, we're searching, and all the down. Shutting shit down. People are like, oh, my God, I'm scared to go out there with my kids. We're talking, like, we're at DEFCON, like, you know, five or one. Small town. Shit like this doesn't happen in small towns. Right. right. Ever. 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 No. So it's a big deal. And they took it seriously. And they're like, we're going to find this dude. Because, no, this doesn't happen in our town. So police are investigating, searching for this this guy who potentially could be killing kids. And in the meantime, you know, Diane starts to go on the, the news because she's like, oh, I have to just... Get the the word out there. You know, I mean, that's obviously what she needs to be doing at this point in time. So I'm just going to play a little bit of the audio from this ABC, The Sins of My Mother. Amazing documentary. Highly recommend it. Yes, there will be links. But um, this is one of the many interviews that she had. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Why would I have taken my kids to the hospital? Wouldn't I have made sure they were dead and then cried crocodile tears? That's insane to think that I would do such a thing and then bring the, the witnesses in against myself. That's crazy. So when I heard that, if I would have shot my kids, don't you think I would have better done a better job at it? Why would you even say that? Why would you say that? Why
1: would you say that, it's... you crazy fucking cunt? She's the cunt,
0: right? <laughs> I'm calling it now, y'all. <laughs> I mean... Okay, so that happened. Um, when I saw that, I was like, slap Just like,
1: what the fuck did she just say?
0: Why the fuck did she say that? Who says that? Apparently her. Apparently, her. So that was one of them. And so, you know, she's going on the news. She's did a lot of interviews. She starts to get her, her hair and her nails and her makeup and all the shit. Oh, done. she got her nails did her for her
1: interview, interview. exactly. Okay. And her hoo done and
0: all this stuff. And so she's looking fl- fresh. I saw that interview. You know. Nifty, yeah, I mean, for mm-hmm. her, I guess you could say it's, she's not great. And also, side note: there's some incredible Nancy Grace on this, which. I don't know how y'all feel about Nancy Grace. I think she's a little over the top. And she accuses people a little too much. Sometimes you're like, reel it back, Nancy.
1: Reel it back.
0: But damn it, she isn't a good time to watch. I
1: mean, you look at some entertainment, though. True. She's like she's like a reality show in and of herself. Just seeing her, like, spiral on about I romance. mean, and you know how much I love
0: my reality shows. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So you make a little snippet here. But here's another interview that she had. Um where she was talking about what happened that night Okay, so have been shot everybody says you sure were lucky well I don't feel very lucky I couldn't tie my damn shoes for about two months it is very painful it is still painful the scar is going to be there forever I'm going to remember that night for the rest of my life whether I want to or not I don't think I was very lucky I think my kids were lucky if I had been shot the way they were, we all would have died. Her kids are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She said that she thinks that her children were lucky that night. I mean, now, granted, remember, she got shot in the arm. She was like, oh, my God, I couldn't tie my shoes for two weeks. I mean, it was just. Oh, my
1: God. I can't believe you hard. had to wear flip-flops
0: for two weeks. Super hard y'all.
1: again. That must have been rough. Thoughts and prayers. Cheese and peas, y'all. Uh huh. I mean, for wearing flip flops for two weeks.
0: <laughs> it was just like, what in the hell? Uh, Who says this? Who says these things uh, on TV? Did on she not news? have a publicist? Was, sh- she should have hired one. I mean, it legit. Was, like, it was just like, what in the hell is going on with this woman? I mean, okay, so obviously the cops are like, eh, what? what now you did you saying what now like I mean it's, it's something that they're I noticing. mean she made the cops job real fucking easy at this point. oh yeah 100% so cops start to see these and then they start to realize the story isn't adding up okay so they even had her like oh you think <laughs> yeah shocker so they had her recreate as well in the car itself like what happened and like this whole recreation again it's in this video She's, like, laughing and joking around. She's like, okay, now where do you want me? Okay. And You know, like, having a fucking amazing time. Like, this is the best day of her life. Because she's getting, like, all this attention. It's amazing. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I had to go some meal. Yeah, it's, it's Nar. So, there's a shit-popful alert in a different way in that it just gives you, like, douche chills knowing that this person exists. That would be doing this. Anyway. So, the forensic evidence also didn't match Diane's story. No blood on the driver's side side of the door, i.e., where she allegedly got shot in the arm. I, what? Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Are you shocked right now? Are you? Like, I'm oh completely shocked. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Exactly. And nor was there any gunpowder residue on the driver's side panel. What? Yeah. I don't believe it. And another, and this actually is a shipaho alert um, thing that happened, was on the passenger side, from what I saw the recreation, the door was open. Poor little, um, not Christy, uh, the other, excuse me, Cheryl, was shot outside the car on the ground. Yeah. So, so sorry. I wanted to leave that detail in there because... It's important. This person is a fucking monster. Yes, she is. That's. I'm just gonna leave that sit there because that's insane. So, yeah. Um, hmm. Anyway, they start to realize that, so they go at her hard. They get her in a room. They show a little bit of the interview, and she's defiant. She's like, "How dare you come after me?" She's like, "Basically, fuck all y'all. I'm gonna take it down. Like, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, talking big. Like, she's gonna do this." whatever, thing, but, uh, they get her, (laughs) uh, shocking, um, and they also have somebody who said that they were driving behind her on the way to the ER, and she was driving extremely slow. I mean... She was waiting for the kids to bleed out, in other words. Of course she is, because, you know, if she shot her own kids, why would she take them to the hospital? Right. I mean, like, because that's the point, is she's trying to get rid of them, essentially. Yes, but she's trying to make it not look like that by taking them right. to the hospital. And, and at this point, there's no motive. That's the issue is, like, that the police kept coming back to. Is like, we could not figure out what the hell her motive was. And even the guy that she was allegedly seeing, it wasn't like he was doing the whole thing, like, oh, I'm not going to get with you if you have kids. I just, see, that's so what, what I assumed.
1: Right. I assumed she was doing it because he didn't want kids or the kids were in the way. No. Maybe it was really hard to find a babysitter. <laughs>
0: I mean, there are other things you can do. Like, you don't have to, like, be an, a total asshole. So, now you're going to need your hat to put it back on so your head doesn't explode. Because, are you ready for this? Yes. She got pregnant in the meantime of all this investigation and everything. By who? A random guy along her route.
1: She got pregnant by a guy on her postal service delivery
0: route yeah. yeah who fucks the i think it was one of those random melody. like literally I, it, from what i understood it's one of those she chose him not because of like she just wanted to buck but it was like a i want to have a baby because and this is her because reasoning. she thought it would look good on the in in court Potentially. But what she said was more like, I just love, you know, that someone can love me. And it's, you know, it's just really it makes me feel good about myself kind of thing. Having a baby and knowing that there's this thing that will always love me that I've conceived. Your kids don't always love you. But that's her reasoning. She fucking crazy. Yes. Okay, we use that. Way. You shouldn't use that. She's insane in the way that... She's not understanding that that's not reality. Yeah, you do not do this. And again, yes, we don't want to diminish like mental illness by any means. No, but this is like this is different. This is a yeah. sociopathy kind of shit yeah. where you're like, dude, what? So, oh, Lord, yeah. even her dad, oh, even her dad, her dad is was like, yo, something is up here. This is not. Oh, even when your parents,
1: when your parents are admitting there's something wrong with you.
0: Yeah. There's, I mean, and, and he also saw those interviews and was like, mm, I don't know about all that," you know, because he was like, he kept, obviously he's a dad. He's hoping that the daughter isn't a terrible person, but yeah. here's a little bit of that. Here's a snippet of that conversation. So, um, here we go. Yeah. It's, it was really heartbreaking too. Cause you know, he's a, that's his daughter. You know? Yeah. You don't want to. Looks to me like Diane did it because the children have been shot in the chest and Diane has only been shot in the arm. If I had sh- and again my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? I mean, like, lo- what in the actual I mean, lady? You know
1: what gets me? It's the would I have not done a good job of it.
0: Would you ever say that? I wouldn't. Ne- I wouldn't shoot my well, kids. Well, you would shoot your kids. But let's just say you're falsely accused. It actually is a carjacking. I would never would you that. ever say that? No. That would never cross your mind because no. you're not a sociopath. Like, no. A- anyway, so she's, yeah. When your dad is against you, anyway. So she was arrested nine months after the event on just, uh, February 28, 1984, charged with the murder and two counts of attempted murder and criminal assault. And, of course, she was fucking massively pregnant at the time. And, to your point, what does that look like to a jury?
1: Oh, poor Diane. She's Mm. pregnant. We can't send her to jail. Mm -hmm. She's about to have a baby.
0: What are they going to do to her in jail? Of course. You shouldn't see these photos, y'all. We're talking, like, big 80s, like... Pregnancy dress. This is back before, like, women used to dress cute pregnant. Like, it was not cute pregnancy clothes. It was baggy ass, moo-moos and shit. Like. Flower
1: dresses. Flower dresses. Oh, oh God. Dude, there's with just. the collar? One, with the
0: collar. Oh, my uh, God. The oh, collar has, like, this ruffle going on. And the bow on the back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of that. So, she also had, like, the pregnancy glow and shit. There's no was, pregnancy glow. It, I didn't what have What is? Okay, so what is that, allegedly? So I don't know, because I didn't have it. I was miserable pregnant. <laughs> You're like, this is terrible, and I hate it. Phenomenal.
1: (laughs) I was pregnant with twins the first time. Oh, shit. And the second time, I was waiting tables and bartending. So I had no fucking glow.
0: And that's where we met. Cool. I know. Hey, holla, service industry folk. We love you. We do. Oh, my God. 20 25% minimum tip. Yes. Bless your hearts. You will get out. Absolutely. And y'all deserve to be paid more. Don't get me started. We know you still make 213. It don't cover the bills. Nope, show sure don't. Bullshit. So,
1: 100%. Whatever you gotta do to make that paper, you lie, you tell stories, you take your wedding ring off, whatever you gotta do. Well, you lie to the people that you're serving. Yes,
0: yes, that's what I meant. Like, you know, oh my god, I totally just, you know, anyway, whatever. Well, you know what you gotta do. Anyway, so she, um, shockingly, so February to June was the trial. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a long trial. I mean, yeah, as you should because, I mean, really right now, what they have is circumstantial evidence. Let's be real. Yes. They don't have any sort of, like, things that are going to link her and to the crime. Now, there is, well, I take that back. There is uh, the gun which they were able to, you know, match the bullets to. Where did they find the gun? I think, oh shoot, of course I wouldn't put this information in there and I would bring it up. So if, if I'm not mistaken, it was something like a friend of a friend or she had this gun or she found a gun, whatever. Point I'm is, they linked her to the gun. I'm sorry, I asked. So they do have the I'm the, gun the shell, no you're not, the shell casing matched the gun that, that she somehow allegedly owned. So again, yes, it's basically like where well, there's smoke, there's fire. Right, right, right. At this right. point, right? Like mm, everything's not adding up. It, it, yeah. So on June seventeenth, nineteen eighty four, she was sentenced to life in prison plus fifty years. Thank God! Thank God the jury saw yes. all around all that crazy. That is the best Bull sentence bullshit.
1: we've had
0: of all our moms. Absolutely. So it's life plus fifty. Um, I don't know what Susan get. She, she got um, two episodes ago. So, uh, in South Carolina, it's 30 years, um, you're eligible for parole, after 30 years, but she got life. So, she's eligible for parole in 2024. Is she eligible? Is Diana eligible for parole? We're going to get to that. Oh, fuck. We're going to get to that. So, um, psychiatrists diagnosed Downs with narcissistic, histrionic, and antisocial personality disorders. What's histrionic? So, basically, like... Over everything was like, oh my god, oh, it's that like, like, like hysterical. Sentence. Yeah, okay. Um, which are, and I looked this up. This is where the Medical News Today article comes into being. Cluster B disorders: a person of this type has difficulties regulating their emotions and behavior. I kind of have a problem with that. Others may consider their behavior <laughs> dramatic, emotional, or erratic. There are four Cluster B disorders: antisocial, borderline histrionic and narcissistic she's got three of them three she has antisocial uh histrionic and narcissistic
1: can we reverse for a little bit because i kind of feel like before you got to the antisocial and all that list i was like oh my god she's describing me
0: <laughs> <laughs> no god no, no this, this is,
1: is like, like my mother <laughs> i'm like i'm
0: dramatic <laughs> no dude, it's like hardcore my mom. Like legit. I mean, this is and, and this is actually a plug. I just want to say real quick here. Um the the book that you got me. Yes. Remind me of the name. Oh fuck. Uh, Adult Children
1: of Im- Emotionally Immature, immature parents. parents.
0: Highly recommend it to everyone and every anyone that has any sort of issues with their parents. Um, it was a very common thing on the boomer generation, unfortunately, to be emotionally immature as a parent. Um, and, and again, we're not generalizing. It's just like they've, they've seen people that grew up within a certain time frame, had a different upbringing. Obviously, that's how generations work. But it's a highly recommend that book. And this really spoke to me. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. So, yeah, she's hitting, hitting home a little yeah. bit. Put it that way. Um, most of her sentence is to be served consecutively thought that was interesting consecutively so apparently you could do stints of like time and then time served I don't know how that I don't know why they have to say consecutively we need a lawyer friend we do need a lawyer friend please help help
1: us lawyers at us
0: yeah seriously
1: but don't add us if we're wrong and you're angry at <laughs> us if you want to help us
0: <laughs> please just correct us in a nice way we're very fragile <laughs> we grew up we grew up in a, in a weird time um, so the judge made it clear that he did not wish for her to ever regain her freedom. Phenomenal. So let's go to Christy and Danny, because that's what really matters. Forget about yes. Diane. She's yes. a it's She's It's whatever. A let's move on. The surviving children, I love this, went to live with one of the prosecutors of the case. <gasps> yes. Shut your face. Yes. Shut your face. Fred Hughie. I'm going to say Hughie. H-U-G-I, because it just sounds Hughie. I like that. Right? We're going to call it okay. Hughie. And he and his wife, Joanne, eventually adopted them in 1984. I love that. I know I do, too. It's incredible. So the baby that she was pregnant with, her name is now Becky Babcock. Cute. Good. Becky. Of course it is, because you know. Um,
1: What is that Becky with
0: the... With the the good hair. Beyonce. Ooh, related back. Um, Bringing it around. Bringing it around. Um, she was born in jail and adopted out immediately. They're like, no, you're not allowed to keep her. Goodbye. Um, and she was uh, adopted to a very nice, loving family. And in fact, there's an incredible article um, online, which I will get to at the end of this. Um, and Rule, our girl, And Rule, you mm. know, right? Mm-hmm. Ween. Mm-hmm. Yes. May you always rest in the most wonderful peace, And Rule. Cannot believe that you knew Bundy. Unbelievable. Um, She wrote a a book called Small Sacrifices in 87. And then there's this incredible made for TV movie with Farrah Fawcett in 89 that was released. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Miss Farrah Fawcett again. You don't
1: love Farrah. Texas girl, get on out of here. She's from Texas. Really? Really? I think she's from uh, Houston. You know who else I love besides Farrah Fawcett? Huh?
0: Deborah Wiener. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, she's great. Sissy. Dude, can we just bring back all of the hair and and the 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 mess that was happening like anyway, it's just incredible. So yeah, incredible. Um, so get this. She in 87, the same year that Annual wrote the book, Small Sacrifices, Downs escaped. The Oregon Women's Correctional Center in July. I don't know. I have no fucking clue. They need to lock that shit down better. But this bitch is also pretty skinny, so maybe she just squeezed through the bars. Like I have no clue. Like she's like, it's just what are you doing? Like if you're trying to prove your innocence, that ain't the way to do it. Obviously, she's not eating the honey buns and the ramen out of the commissary. Right, exactly. No one's filling it up. That's why. I mean, anyway. So they found her. She escaped on the 11th of July. They found her on July 21st. She had about a good 10 day run, um, and she received another five years for that. Because, yes, you do. Bless her heart. She ain't never fucking getting out. She then went to New Jersey in 94. After serving 10 years, she was transferred to California. Um, and then she earned an associate's degree in general studies. Because, you know, what the fuck else are you going to do? Of course. As of 2010, she was located in the Valley State Prison for Women. And let's fast forward to 2020. Whenever COVID hit. And remember, all these incarcerated people. <gasps> they didn't let her out. They did not. Oh, fuck. But this is Diane, and I'm quoting her here. Did you ever read The Red Death by Edgar Allan Poe? Required reading in high school. Once the plague is in the house, there's no avoiding it. So this is in Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla, California. She's claiming, she's like, oh, it's just COVID just sweeping through our whole facility. And she's like, it probably is, but it's hard to believe whenever she's saying it.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I, without a doubt, I'm sure everyone at the prison had COVID because that's what happened. But, I mean, it's just, I don't feel bad for
0: you, Diane, if you got the Rona. I mean,
1: she I is, hope you
0: got the Rona. She is still alive. And I believe, um, and darn it, it, didn't write down. From what I remember, is she's eligible for parole. And she's 65 years old now in 2022. So next year with... Mm-hmm wola we'll from mm-hmm. our last episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Maybe they can be roomies yeah. in an
1: apartment somewhere.
0: Yeah, BFF forever. Yeah. So yeah. Um, now let's go here real quick. Becky with the good hair mm-hmm. is what we're going to call her. Miss Becky, who was the baby that she was had in the trial. Oh. Um, Becky Rebecca Babcock uh, was taken by the state, delivered to adoptive parents. She is now a behavioral health coordinator, which, hello, way to dig in and really, like, unlock some shit. She must have had a lot of therapy. Oh, my God, yes. Well, she didn't need it. Christy and Dan needed the therapy. Yes. Well, here's the other thing is, like, luckily for Christy, there's a really good interview as well with her. And she actually didn't remember much. And she had to kind of be told her mother was. Why did
1: somebody tell her? I mean, like... Can't we just keep that a secret? No, secrets
0: are bad. I'm sorry. I grew up with secrets. Secrets are bad. Yeah. No, I understand why. You know, I, I think it's also one of those things It's a really traumatic event. She probably blocked a lot of it out. A lot of it, which is understandable. Um, she also went through a stroke, so there could be also some memory loss there, right? Yes. So the one thing she said is, though that's biologically my makeup, it's not who I am inside. So God bless Becky, Christy, Danny, y'all are the real survivors here. Y'all yes. are the reason why we do this podcast is bring yes. awareness to y'all. Yes. So, praise God that you've made it out of that situation and that in terrible family life, unfortunately, you had to leave, bleed. Well, the universe wanted them to survive and go on and do better things. Absolutely. And that is why they're still alive. And thank God for that. So, that is the story of Miss Diane Motherfucking Downs. Well, thank you for
1: bringing that to me, because I had not heard of her. I mean, I had heard
0: of her, but I didn't know her story. Yeah, absolutely. It took five episodes. (laughs) Only five episodes. And we made it here. So, yeah. Crazy story, right? That was super crazy. So... I didn't want to spend too much time on her. Honestly, she probably could be, like, a three-part series. But to be perfectly honest, I don't believe she deserves it. Well, I don't. I just, none of them deserve it. They to don't. To be
1: completely honest. Um, but it's what we chose to talk about.
0: Take take us up a notch. Take us up ten notches, please. Okay. Because she's crazy. So, <laughs> just I'm let
1: to talk about the Star Mom. <laughs> so, I'm doing something a little different this episode. Okay. And this could be an epic... Fail. This okay. could be a dumpster fire and a half.
0: <laughs> We're just going
1: to see what happens here. I love it. Um, I'm going to take you on a little history lesson. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you about Irina
0: Sendler. Ooh.
1: Who's that? She was born in 1910 in Warsaw, Poland. Oh, my
0: gosh. I'm so in. I love history. So I'm excited. I <sighs> Okay. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in.
1: Okay. So... That was my first dumpster fire hurdle. There's going
0: to be another one at the end. (laughs) Okay.
1: So, um, yes, um, I chose history lesson, folks. Um, She was born in Warsaw in 1910 in Poland. Um, While she was at the University of Warsaw studying law and Polish studies, she joined the leftist group, Union of Polish Democratic Youth. Nice. Um, the Union of Polish Democratic Youth was founded in Warsaw. I have the worst time saying that. It's a Warsaw. it's a difficult <laughs> word. I can't I
0: can't say word now. Damn it! <laughs> difficult it, word.
1: That is so hard to say. Yes. And I and it's a merger of the National Youth Organization and the Academic Association of Progressive
0: Youth and the academic circle of the Polish Freedom Organization. I have a feeling I know where this is going, and I am here for it. (laughs) Keep going, keep going.
1: So this group, what they wanted to do was rebuild Poland toward social justice and a liberal democracy. And this part, it really, I didn't really understand, so I had to Google what a liberal democracy was. And it really... um, is not your standard democracy? Um, I didn't write it
0: down, of course. Is it like a more like a socialist kind of democracy? Yes. Okay, so kind of like what you know the Scandinavian countries have right now. So it's more like um,
1: the citizens are cut off from the knowledge about the activities of those who exercise real power. Oh, weird. Um okay. it's not really an open society. Okay. So Okay. I don't know. I really didn't get it. But um no worries. Point is anywho she's part of this amazing group. Yes. And they were they also were fighting nationalism.
0: Yes. As we all know, very recently and to this day, it's still prevalent mm-hmm. in every country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So in the early
1: 1930s, Irina got married, and then she began working for the Mother and Child Assistance Division at the Free Polish University. Okay. And then in 1935, she got a job with the Warsaw Department of Social Welfare and Public Health as a social worker. Love. Which this is what enabled her to do what she was able to do. Oh, my God. In 1939, she took advantage of her job as a social worker and with, y'all, forgive me now, with her friends, Jadwiga Petroska, Irina Schultz, and Jadwiga Dinoko. They began, began to organize help for the Jewish people in Poland by providing food, financial, and material assistance.
0: Yes, that is exactly where I was hoping this was going. I was like,
1: yes! Oh my God, that's so great! Oh, gets, oh my God, yes! It, oh boy, it it's better. Okay, you're going to love Irina.
0: I already do. I'm already in, 100%. Like, I love this person.
1: So then in 1940, the Germans established... Okay, before I go any further... Some of the terminology I'm going to use, I am using because this is what they used in the
0: 1940s. Understood. It's like, so it's literally the terms that they use, the, the, the words. We, to the, right now, do not use these words for
1: this reason. So, I mean, you know. Got it. So, the Germans established a ghetto in Warsaw. Yeah. Um, which was a closed area for just... Um, the Jewish people, to live. They were living in terrible, overcrowded conditions. They were dying from hunger and disease. But Irina, she used her social worker status to get a sanitary pass. The sanitary pass was supposed to just to inspect sanitary conditions inside the ghetto. Um, but instead, while she was in the ghettos, she brought them food and medicines and helped people sell their belongings. Oh, my God.
0: Okay, real quick. I'm just imagining this Polish, beautiful, like, sweet girl with her friends, like, like sneaking in food, like, in their shirts or something. Like, how are they getting the food in? Do they have, like, briefcases? I, I don't Do know. Do they have these, like, awesome bites? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm picturing all these things. I don't know. Why is there not a movie made about this person? Actually, there was a book, and there probably is a documentary. Okay. Ugh! Okay. Okay. Go on. I'm excited. That's great.
1: (laughs) She helped them sell their belongings um, as well as helping out with underground activities of the leftist branch of the socialistic movement. Yes. One of the the things the ladies did as well was fill out fake social care background surveys using random Polish surnames so they could get money and clothing they would then distribute to Jewish families. Mm. So... Because they were social workers.
0: Right. They would fill out surveys for the Jewish families using Polish surnames. So it wouldn't be like, you know, a Jewish surname, and they would get, like, flagged. Like, no, they can't have assistance. Right. Ugh. Use your brain. See, this is where the pen is mightier than the sword. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hitler being the sword, and her being the pen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to use my wits. There are so many people like this, too, in World War II you just mm-hmm. read about, and you're like... How are people this awesome, you know? So
1: in 1941, if you escaped from the ghetto or you were caught hiding outside the walls, you were punished to death. Yeah. Anyone accepting help from the Jewish, accepting, blah, 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 attempting to help the Jewish, were also punished. Okay. In 1942, is when the Germans began deporting residents to concentration camps. Okay. While the ladies were helping people, they mainly focused their efforts on the children. Um, They would take the children out of the ghetto and hide them on what was called the Aryan side with Polish families, orphanages, and institutes institutes for abandoned children. That's awesome. In hopes of reuniting children later with their parents. So what they would do is they would hide these kids in trucks, in Laundry bags in crates with holes. The children would be scared and crying. Some of the drivers would have German shepherds that they would bark so they wouldn't hear the kids crying and the German soldiers. Smart. Like, it is crazy. God, it's so smart. But what Irina would do, and this is so smart, um, she, because she wanted to... Later, reunite the children with their parents. She wrote down their names and new addresses in code on slips of paper and buried them in jars under a tree in the garden of a co-conspirator.
0: Oh, my God. I'm going to cry, dude. Like, that is so amazing. Like, so she's forward thinking, too, thinking, oh, my God, like, I'm hoping I can reunite this kid with the mom or dad or family in some way eventually. God, it's so amazing. Go on. In December
1: 1942, um, Zagoda was formed as a council to aid the Jewish. Um, at the request of the Polish government representatives of the Jewish Workers Union and the Jewish National Committee, they combined to support and rescuing Jewish people in Europe. This was the only state-supported institution devoted to this cause. Um, And somewhere around January 1943, Irina contacted the chairman of the Zagoda, and Irina
0: and her lady friends, because I can't say his name. That's okay. We tried. I'm so sorry, Polish people. We really tried. (laughs) I'm really sorry. She did. a lot of consonants. (laughs) It's a beautiful language, though. I will say that. I I love it. I'm
1: really sorry. Um, So Irina and her friends (laughs) became the Zagoda Children's Branch receiving financial support and assistance from the Zagoda. And then September 1943, Irina officially became the head of the children's division of the Zagoda. But then a few days later, um, she was arrested by the Gestapo.
0: Oh, God, that's not good. No, because once you're
1: arrested by the Gestapo, you don't get out.
0: There's a reason why that name is very, to this day, very much used.
1: But, Irina was released from the Poika prison after a month, hmm. thanks to a bribe from the Zagoda. Thank God. You're going to love this. The bribe was arranged by Marina Pallister, a colleague from the Social Welf- Welfare Department. Marina's 14-year-old daughter... Malgosia Pallister delivered the money in her backpack, hidden under porridge and noodles. Oh my God, that's great! Awesome, is that? I love it. After she got out of prison, Irina lived with the Pallister family. And when the Warsaw Warsaw Uprising broke out on August first, nineteen forty-four, she worked as a nurse in a medical aid unit until September. <sighs> So, Irina divorced her husband in 1947 after 13 years of marriage. This gets
0: what this guy do? I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: this See. is about to get crazy.
0: Okay. The same year she married a
1: longtime friend that she helped escape from the ghetto. All right. And they
0: had three children
1: together, two sons and a daughter.
0: Oh my god, please make this movie. Hollywood, please make this movie. So, um
1: one of her sons died at birth, oh. and then the other one died in the 90s from heart disease. But her daughter still lives in Warsaw. Okay. Um, but she divorced her second husband after he left her with the kids. Oh. Like he ran off and left her. But then she remarried her first husband. Okay. Okay. And when their marriage didn't work out a second time, she divorced him for the second time.
0: Hey, you know what, dude? Love is fucking crazy, right? Uh, that's just crazy. Like, yeah. You can handle war. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but even men, love. But but men, men now.
0: Yeah, 100%. Boy.
1: So after the war, um, Irina continued to help those most in need by organizing orphanages, COVID, founding, nursing homes, and social welfare facilities. She joined the Polish United Workers Party and would say, quote, she understood socialism as a service to others, as helping those in need, the poor, the vulnerable, and the helpless. Yep. She was honored with the Israeli title of the Righteous Among the Nations, awarded by the, I'm sorry, everyone for this, awarded by the, Yad version Institute to people who provided Jews with selfless help during the Holocaust. You
0: know what? I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it, dude. I'm going to five you for that. I'm going to five Honestly, dude, these past two episodes, you've been really going in with like different countries, different names, so I am very proud of what you. What
1: the hell am I thinking? Hey, on? no,
0: it's good. It's That's what the world is. It's all these different things. It's awesome. So she's actually
1: received a whole bunch of different official awards and accomplishments, but she's mainly remained unknown until um, the 2000s when her story was discovered by two girls. I wish I had wrote it down in like Kansas or somewhere. Hey, all good. The point is her (sighs) story got revived. I apologize. I should have wrote it down. My bad. Hmm. You are the real heroes because um, it also got a book Written. They also wrote a book. They went. They met her. It was great. Awesome. Great story. Um. And so in 2000, her story was discovered, and that's when her story began began to spread. Um. Irina passed away in
0: May 12th of 2008. Oh, honey. Um. But, but she she was in like, 2008. She was born in 2010 or 1910. 2010 so God, she was almost 100. Mm-hmm. She had a long life. She did. Oh, I love that. It said
1: this. They say that she saved around 2,500 Jewish children by getting them out of the ghetto. Oh my God. And um, there's on the, I think, 25th anniversary? Don't hold me. Um, her daughter did an interview on, and she said on what motivated her mother to help her new Jewish neighbors, her daughter said For my mother, mother, origin, religion, and race were not important. They divided people into good and bad. Um, And then she also said, when the war came, she said in September that she started her own private war with Hitler. She looked at what was happening with Jews, so focused on their needs. Her role in life was to extend... A helping hand to someone if they were drowning. Oh, my God. And then she also said, she always said to me, I have full confidence in you. I believe that you'll manage well and you'll
0: do well. Oh, my God. That is incredible. I love that my own private war with Hitler. Oh, that's incredible. Dude, that's the line. Hollywood, here's the poster, right? (laughs) We got Scar Jo in it and underneath Mm -hmm. it. I don't know. I'm just throwing out names. It's a it's a working title. <laughs> we'll figure it out. And underneath it, it says "My Own Private War with Hitler." And it's her. And she's got like a badass. And she's got like you know, like the, the the face, the split screen face. Anyway, I just so wow. You know how I
1: said at the beginning it was the first dumpster fire we had to jump over. Okay, what's the second? because I went like way back and I was giving a history lesson. Here's my second dumpster fire because okay. you know, we do star moms and we've done moms that are like like doing like their children can be proud of them and things like sure. that. Sure, sure, sure. Here's another quote. Here's something else her daughter said. Okay. I couldn't count on great support from her because she was always busy. Mm. I don't feel bad about that. You pay a price for everything in life. Okay. I don't
0: think it's necessarily a dumpster fire, so let yourself off the hook. You did a phenomenal job. Honestly, I think that makes sense, though. If you think about it, like, look at all the shit she was doing. And, yeah, she, she probably did have to neglect her family at a certain point because there's, like... But I mean... I mean, not saying it's an excuse... I'm making an excuse for her. I know that. But but, but you see what I'm saying? I know. I'm just like... The greater good kind of thing. I know, but like, she should have been there for her family. I agree. 100%. She should have always put family first. I mean, as we... we, Like, because she didn't have children until after the war? uh, I see what you're saying. It'd be different if it was like during the war. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. mean, there's also like some people that just aren't... Yeah. as loving. Yeah. But you know what? The, the statement, and I'm going to read off your thing. I have full confidence in you. I believe that you'll manage and you'll do well. I mean, that's not a bad thing to say to your child. No, that's as a, a great a thing to say to daughter.
1: No, that's a great thing to say to your child, but then to follow it up with your right. daughter saying, I couldn't count on great support from her. Yeah. Because she was always busy.
0: I think the lesson here for that is, is like, everybody isn't just one thing. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. isn't just good or just bad. There's, like, nuances, and everybody is, like, this shade of gray, and there's rarely anyone or anything that is all one thing.
1: So I broke the star mold with this mom.
0: No, I love it. Because, like, the star mom, I just want to say, isn't necessarily being, like, a movie star mom. I mean, granted, we've been doing them because, like, it's, it's honestly easier to, like, think, oh, who's a really good star mom? Shakira, Beyonce, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I broke the mold with this one. No, that's phenomenal. I love this. I stepped out of the box. I love it. I actually I'm really glad you did this after Diane Downs because Diane Downs to me is just such a freaking bummer, dude. It's like because she's so into herself, like she literally took her children out of her own way because she wanted to. And that was it. Versus this person did the opposite. She may have not been there as she should have been for her kids. But it wasn't because she was trying to shoot him. It was more like, I went through all this crazy shit in the war, and, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know, making assumptions. Who knows? knows? But that's an incredible story. Yeah. So everyone is many things. We are multitudes, as they say. Yeah. Some people aren't. Some people are pretty flat. What are you going to do? So the book
1: about her, mm. the girls were from Kansas. Okay, that discovered her story. Life in a jar is the name of her book. That's a great name because she put
0: the names in the jar. In the jar. Okay, so and then the jars did help them identify the, the parents that were left. Yeah, I'm assuming. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I know. There's really almost so much. Honestly, legit, so much time in the day. I get that completely. Like, no, you're totally fine. <laughs> you nailed it.
1: You nailed it. That was great. I mean, those, I mean, I just feel
0: good that I got through some of those names. Dude, that's awesome. No, it's, it's hard. So that was phenomenal. Thank you. I feel much better. So that's Irina.
1: And I loved her. And I wish she was my Meemaw.
0: Yeah, dude. What a crazy. Could you imagine, like, sitting around and hearing the stories that she had to say? Oh I would, I would, oh. I
1: would love that. You know, I always bring up the Meemaws. Why am I in the market for a Meemaw?
0: You know, because, like, Meemaws and, and Peepaws and, and Grandmas and everybody are really, like, the best. Because, like, <laughs> you
1: always go on nighttime tours. And I'm always looking for a Meemaw. That's what it is. <laughs>
0: oh my god. Yeah, seriously. Like,
1: okay, the next
0: person I do, I promise, will not be some weird ass, like, I'm driving my kids around at night for no fucking reason. Do, Who does do that? Do I need to pre screen? Probably. Uh, no, because Who I. Who does down, that? Diane Dallas. And, and Smith. Susan Tweet. Like, they, they. It's like they called each other. It's like they were like, hey, you know what? I really want to kill my kids. You know what? I don't have an idea of how to do this. I know. Drive around at night and do I'll call it, my friend. And do a carjacking. And say somebody carjacked me. Like, it's like a lazy, whatever. Anyway. They're all stealing each other's stuff. They are. No one's original. That's disturbing me. That, that, is, that, that is pretty disturbing, actually. Like,
1: it's really disturbing me that yeah. they actually, like, it really feels like they've studied
0: the other one. Maybe. I mean, again, I would not put it past Susan Smith at all. Especially after, like, learning her history in prison where she's, would like... You, would you put it past Tina Marie to study Susan Smith? No. I. Well, I would say that she wasn't necessarily a, a student of true crime. I would say that Tina Marie is more of, like, a opportunistic, oh, my God, I just don't want kids anymore, and then I'm going to go to a strippy and work at a strippy in Corpus.
1: But... You wouldn't put it past her to say, oh, I heard of this other mother that has done this, saying she's hearing her kids' voices in jail. How about this? You
0: tell me. You tell me, Mrs. I had to race with her afterward. I was
1: 19 years old. And I'm now not 19 (laughs) years old. Oh, my God. Well, and and neither of our any of the ladies that we just talked about. I, I really think that she could have heard that story and thought... So she's opportunistic to use that as an excuse to get a psych eval to get sent to state prison I'm or it's... state hospital and or get out.
0: I'm going to give every murderer a tip, okay? Which, heads up, don't do murder. Here's your first tip. Don't do murder. Shocking. I know. Oh, my God. Just get divorced. <laughs> just leave the kids with the dad. Spoiler There's your answer. Spoiler alert. Don't do murder. There's that. Secondly, if you are... I don't know, maybe if you're trying to do the insanity plea, don't forethink, oh, I'm going to drive down a backcountry road and then blame it on someone else, because that shows forethought, which means you're in your right mind. I'm just saying. Just a little side note, but again, don't do fucking murder. (laughs) Don't do murder.
1: I mean, you know, but we did do
0: Andrea Yates, and she legit was... Different story. Andrea Yates, I feel like, isn't necessarily... Again, she was not the cunt in that story. At no,
1: Andrea Yates was not
0: the cunt. She was partially the victim, really.
1: Yes, Andrea Yates was the victim.
0: Yeah, which is, again... Oh, episode 2. Episode 2. Yeah, mm-hmm. check that out. Um, y'all, thank you so much again for listening. Please know that we support and appreciate the Jewish community. Um,
1: 100%. That's one of the reasons why I loved Erena's story.
0: Yes. And the fact that she was able to help those people during an absolutely horrendous time in human history that was actually not that long ago. Um, And please know that we do not support nor condone any sort of violence against anyone of any race, creed, sexuality, Um, you know, gender, everything, like, by any means. And to be honest, the situation that's happening in Gaza is horrifying. So... Just know that we have nothing but love and whatever we can do to support. There's plenty of charities out there that we can that you can donate to um, aid and COVID relief. Um, and also, if y'all know of any other sort of um, survivors of crime, you know, charities that we can be aware of, please let us know. We are absolutely here to support the victims. That is the reason why we do this. And um, as always, we will see you next Tuesday. All right. Later.